0: All right, everybody. Well, uh, hey, welcome to week seven of Pursuit for Purpose. We've got a great one this weekend, and I am so beyond honored and grateful that you would take the time to be in this session. Whether it's your life, on your own time, it means the world to me that you care about your own journey and you're willing to do something intentionally about it. So I apologize for the song and dance to those of you that have heard some of the intro before, but you know because it is people's first time listening to this, we have to make sure that we let people know, you know what they're getting into and what they're hearing and the community that we're being a part of building. Pursuit for Purpose brings together the world's most passionate athletes together in a collaborative environment to encourage our goals and aspirations. By using the teachings and principles of the greatest minds before us, we will give our athletes the foundations to build the rest of their lives and become champions of character. Every week, we'll be joined by a guest that is already in process of their own journey and their walk in life, and we'll discuss a particular pillar of success, but ultimately, we'll talk about growth, knowledge, and application in general. Although there will be a great deal of information and experience to share throughout this call, the most fundamental thing that must come from it all in order for there to be any change is action. Words will not do a thing. What actions you take from the information that you receive will be the only chance for anything to come from what you hear here today. I encourage you to take step one in some of the processes only you know that you're lacking currently. And for those that have started, keep going. The topic for this week is consistency, and it could not come at a better time as we wrap up the 2021 year and head into the 2022 year. But there are still 12 more days of this year, and that can be 12 great days to get you started on the right direction of your best 2022. This week, I want to hear some of those declarations, some of those things that you've been consistent about, and some of those things that you know you want to put more consistency into. Consistency is a very valuable pillar in the journey to accomplishing any task that is worthwhile. It applies fundamentally to almost every single thing that we do that we want to get better at academics, fitness, nutrition, spirituality, and, of course, sports. In many ways, it encompasses many of the other pillars because without the consistent work behind those other pillars, they'll not lead you to where you want to go. Consistency is defined as marked by harmony, regularity, or steady continuity. In short, it is something that you do repeatedly. Are you consistently doing something that will help you with your future? With your future? Or are you consistently doing something that is hurting your future? Dwayne Johnson is quoted in saying, success isn't is always success isn't always about greatness. It's about consistency. Consistent hard work leads to success. Greatness will come. This week, guys, we have a guest with us who knows a lot about consistency and is working every day to build on a vision that was created by him and his team to get the information that we're talking about into your hearts and minds whether you want to believe it or not i had no idea about his awesome organization before i got started doing pursuit for purpose but just as the old story goes and when you buy a red car all of a sudden you start seeing red cars everywhere our guest this week is the founder and ceo of major league university an absolute top tier mindset and leadership organization he's a rich background within the game itself And now is pouring that knowledge back into the youth to prepare them with the mental tools to become their best self. A former D1 athlete for the University of Nevada, who was drafted twice and eventually signing with Arizona Diamondbacks after being taken in the 11th round, makes him no stranger to the game of baseball and a perfect person to give back to the game. Please join me in welcoming Austin Byler. Austin, man, thank you so much for taking your time to be with us on this call. Please tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Yeah, Kurt. No, that was a a level 10 intro, man. That was dynamite. So I appreciate the kind words, man. Fired up to be here tonight. Thank you to those that have popped on here via Zoom or Twitter. I'm super excited to meet you and get to connect with you. But a little background, man. Grew up Peoria, Arizona. Um, Raised in a family of six. I'm the oldest. Uh, Three of us are full blood, three of us adopted. So, um, three adopted brothers and sisters as well. Um, so busy, chaotic household growing up. I think sports really took over around that 11, 12 year old age when we got started going to Cooperstown and all the travel baseball really started to take over our lives and uh, baseball become a big part of our life. Uh, Went to really competitive high school here locally uh, in Phoenix, Sunrise Mountain High School. Um, rich tradition, awesome coaches, um, great staff and teammates that I still get to talk to today. And then um, from there, got to go to the University of Nevada, like you mentioned, played with the Diamondbacks for a couple of years and now pursuing MLU and, and a couple other ventures here coming up. So uh, fired up to be here, man. Thanks for having me and uh, excited to dive into this thing.
0: That's that's awesome, man. And, and again, you know, I appreciate you taking your time and jumping on here with this group of guys that you know, this small community that, that is starting to be built, not to, you know, because of me, but through me. And then I love just genuinely getting to see all those other red cars that are out there, you know, driving on the roads, because what they make me realize more than anything is there's room for us all. And, and you know, I, I think I shared this with yourself as well, but it, it, it's easy to, to, to have fear in your heart when you're doing something that, hey, somebody else is doing it there's been plenty of times in my life where I've started wanting to do something else or we start comparing ourselves as people and you can turn and run very easily. But because of where I already had started to get my mindset to the, the shift really happened where, man, you guys made me made a, a spark light in my heart that much more because you're, you're the leaders in the field for what I feel like it's going, uh, you know, towards mental mindset and leadership growth, especially in the youth especially with these kids if we got an opportunity right here right now to make sure that they don't go through as many of the same challenges that we did and it's not look they're going to still face their challenges their trials and tribulations it's not if it's when but to be able to have you know a different mindset of how we help them grow through those pro- problems and with the experiences of of all of us in different ways you, yourself have you got some awesome top level experiences of being able to help these kids understand if you want to get to where I got, this is the work that it took to get there. And also here's some tools to, to, that I wish I would have even already been applying at, at your age. And, you know, mine comes from more of a background of, Hey, don't waste those opportunities or you're never even going to get, uh, you know, a chance to, you're, you're going to have it taken away before you even get going. And, and now, you know, I got more of an old man story of trying to do a, uh, you know, a, minor league version of the movie rookie who didn't even get to the minors it's more of just like hey i went for it and it's worked out so far but it, i think that paired together and just with everybody else that's out there as well man I, I really believe that the youth is headed in the right direction because i think the right people are in the driver's seat of trying to help them get to where they want to go and and that's in in sports and life and all different directions so you know again thank you so much for for taking the time to, to be with us and Couldn't be more thankful, but going to get into some questions for you and, and then get an opportunity to get into the community and let guys start chatting it up and sharing what they got in their hearts. So, you know, first off, you know, nice little softball question, but man, what does consistency mean to you?
1: Yeah, I think consistency, and it's such a loaded question, even though it's such a simple question. Um, but it's really in how you show up every single day. And, and that's truly what I believe. And I think seeing consistency, you can see it in your work life, but, but it should hopefully bleed into all lives, whether it's your personal relationships, school, if you're an athlete teaching, if you're a coach for a lot of us coaches and, um, just being able to be the same person day in and day out is really challenging sometimes. Um, but I think it also comes down to integrity and, and that's doing the right thing, even when nobody's watching. And, um, for me though, Kerr, I think consistency when I, when I think of it in athletic terms and I'll put it kind of in just every day, uh, just regular people people terms is um, as an athlete, I think everybody wants the the big cookie, right? Everybody wants to be successful. Everybody wants to make it to the professional levels. Everybody wants to be a big leaguer or an NFL athlete. But um, at the end of the day, not everybody's really willing to put in the work necessary to make that dream happen. And you see it a lot with people's actions. And so I think the first place we need to look when we think about consistency is the actions that we are taking. Um, I don't necessarily think it's what you do. I think it's more about how you do what you do. Uh, I believe most programs, most people in this world, we have access to the resources necessary and the tools to use, but not everybody takes advantage of those tools that are right in front of us that have been here for hundreds of years. And so um, I I really, I'm a firm believer in own your morning, own your life. I think morning routines are are big time for me as far as just a a person in my everyday life now. Um, Athletically, it was my pre-performance routines and how I showed up to the field. I think it changes over time from high school to college to professional levels obviously you get a little more time um, when you're in the professional ranks before games but that also means that you're investing more time in what you're doing and it's an everyday type of thing and so um, I'll never forget there was a pitching coach for for the Diamondbacks he was uh, he was my high coach and um, his name was uh, Jeff Bajanero and so he played a little bit in the big leagues but he was our pitching coach and I remember he said fellas it's not the most talented people who make it to the big leagues it's the most consistent people day in and day out that make it to the big leagues. And that just forever stuck with me and now taking it into to business and, and my future and, those types of things. It's been powerful, right? So kind of long roundabout answer, but really your daily actions, man, how you show up in the world. And and then it's for you is when you get off track, getting back on track is very important. And that's the thing that I think a lot of people lack. We get off track, then we get defeated, the negative self-talk creeps in, and then we stop doing what got us there in the first place. Um, Or we have so much success that we're like, "Eh, I can just coast through this for a little bit and and take advantage of it. Right. And then it never really works that way. You get humbled pretty quickly. So kind of roundabout answer to it, but um, daily Actions, man. Every single day, and for me, the morning routine has been essential to just consistent behaviors and actions throughout my day.
0: Man, you just hit like four home runs and one at bat for sure. That was that was awesome. You hit on so many important parts that I think that are are majorly overlooked a lot of times. And and where I know one hundred percent, I overlooked my own self. You know, I only relied on talent and and natural gifted talent. And yeah, practice was fun, but man, there was no routine. There was no structure and and that was a major part of my youth that i, I lacked and i wish that you know i say all the time if i would have put an ounce of the work that i put in at 30 when i was 18 i'd have gone to whatever school i wanted to but i didn't understand at that time working to separate so i, I think you hit some major nails on the head of just nailing that morning routine and and getting into the habit of developing that morning routine as quickly as possible, but then also followed it up, man, with just how important it is to get back on track because we're going to fall. We're going to fall off. And, and I've experienced it too many times, even in the processes of trying to get myself better that, man, you you waste a morning and then, and then it's just like an hour goes by, an hour goes by. Why haven't I started doing anything? I said I wanted to do this this morning and then boom, all right it's 12 o'clock when we finally get up and get started with the workout or something and then the rest of the day is productive you know because you finally got moving, you finally started doing a positive action and getting yourself back to something that you know you felt mattered to you so i appreciate you hitting on a a lot of important topics right there for sure and uh it kind of leads leads into the next one but you know as a former high-level athlete for yourself, many of the disciplines like you talked about, you've learned, you know, they've been applied to your ventures after baseball. Can you explain how consistency has been a part of growing major league university and everything that, you know, is going to continue to come from Project Sandlot, all the awesome things that you guys got going, please, you know, share with us what everything that you and your awesome groups are doing.
1: We appreciate it, man. I think for, uh, I was really tested getting into into this business venture. So I can't think a little bit about my, my story that goes back to it was in, in professional baseball and then obviously in, in college baseball too, I got hurt. And when I got hurt, I experienced uh, some a little bit of minor setbacks, right? A little bit of minor setbacks. And so for me, my outlet was medication, right? Using prescription medication to mask physical pain that led to mental pain, which led to the anxiety, depression, the worry, the fear, the other emotions that all of us, feel but a lot of us mask and and just kind of tuck down deep down and then at some point they get a little too much so when i left sports i knew in 2018 i was going into my last year of spring training which i didn't know that at the time right but um i was going in with the clearest mind i've had all, all the time right i stopped using the medications in the off season i stopped doing all those things that got me in trouble and um just got me in this mental rut and i went in with this this Awesome mindset, right? And so I thought I was going to kill it. And I remember like three days before I got released, the hitting coach said, Hey, Byler, whatever you're doing at the plate, keep doing it. Do not change a thing. You'll be in the big leagues in a couple of years. I'm like, sweet. And then three days later, you, you see your bags packed. You're wondering where your locker is and you're released and you're walking out there while everybody else is walking in. And so um, I get to indie ball, I, I get crushed. Right? I'm hitting like 052 or something insane. Like it was really bad. Right. And uh, I knew at that time on my heart, there was something bigger and better out there for me. And um, I always wanted to impact people, but I always thought it was through sports. But as a young kid, me and my mom, I remember laying in bed, we watched law and order and all these TV shows. And we would map out our goals we would map out our visions we map out the things that we want to achieve one day beach house in san diego right being from arizona it's close and i love san diego and um, just a lot of cool stuff that we want to achieve one day and i saw with her when she would map these things out with her business they would eventually happen And I'm like, this is weird. Like, there's no way that this is starting to happen. I'm a young age. I'm 13, 14 years old at this time. We're doing vision boards and everything that she's putting up there. The dollar amount she wants to reach, the impact she wants to have, the level in her business, all these cool things. And then with our family too, um, with having more children at the time, It was incredible to see these things start coming true, and so I really got turned on to the power of vision and the power of believing in yourself and just setting things in motion. Right, I think the universe sets things in motions. I'm a big fan of the Lord, and and my faith plays a huge uh, aspect in that. But um, for us, we were just really determined, right, to do something. And so one of my mentors, this dude, just helped me a a ton. And I remember going through, um, I was in a full time job, I had a, a a full-time job in the Bay Area, and um, living there it was $2,800 rent. Gas is like what eight bucks a gallon. It's just outrageous living there. I right? not, highly not recommend it. But for me, I'm living there, and I'm like, man, I'm comfortable. I have a good job, it's in sports, I can get away with this. And this is when I started MLU, probably six months before. And um, I'm kind of like skipping out, trying to go speak to teams and do all this cool stuff. And I finally just felt this, this calling on my heart, like you need to go, like take this leap of faith, get out of here, like go for it. But it was on there for six months. And so I had a dude speak some life into me, he just just fired me up. And finally, the month before COVID hit, I said, I'm leaving this job, I'm betting on myself, let's freaking go. And then I drive home, right, a month later, the world shuts down and now you're not allowed on campus. Otherwise you're getting like shunned, right? Zoom is not there yet. Right. And so I'm sitting here like, what? It's like, I just left this job to pursue my vision, to go do what I wanted to do for so long. Right? I had this vision of creating my own schedule and being my own boss and doing all these awesome things and making an impact um, and doing what I love. And then it's like taken from you, right? Like you leave a job. Now there's no income. Now there's nothing, right? There's a lot of fear involved. And so I talk to my mentor a lot and this guy, we speak almost every day and his his biggest motto and this has turned into our our team motto, our company motto, our life motto, my personal motto is keep showing up, keep showing up. And so the power of just showing up to different instances, whether it's a Zoom call with 12 year olds or doing something with a college team, going out of state, whatever it might be, right? Keep showing up. You never know who you're going to meet or who you'll run into that can help in another avenue. And so we kept showing up, we kept showing up, we kept showing up. And next thing you know, everywhere we would go, we would find new opportunities, right? Somebody random would be there out of nowhere and they would have an opportunity in this place. And then this person would be connected with this person. And so going into business, I learned that if you take consistent daily action, even if you don't feel like you're making a ton of progress, you're at least making moves forward. And you're learning about yourself. You're, you're trying new things. And a lot of the times it's just throwing stuff against the wall and seeing what sticks. And for us, we've thrown so many different ideas out there, so many opportunities, and some may have been beneficial, whether it's financially or life-wise, but they didn't speak to our heart like what we're doing now is and doing the mental training and the leadership development. And so for us, man, keep showing up has been the biggest motto. And that's a testament to the consistency. Not all days are great days. We have tough days. I have bad days. I have days where I miss the workout or I've missed something, but getting yourself back on track understanding that just because a lot of people have said no, doesn't mean that that takes away from the people who have said yes and the people who will welcome you in. And when I first left Kurt, I'll never forget. I'm sitting here like, how am I ever going to get into a school? Nobody's letting me in. Um, Nobody's answering a call. Nobody's welcoming me on campus, but I knew that there was something deep down. Like, man, I can impact. I feel like I connect with these dudes or these girls, man, but like nobody's giving me that chance. Like why? But if you keep showing up and you keep earning your stripes and you keep doing what you're doing, people see over time that consistency is key and they, they i really believe that people respect that and so for me taking it with our business and our team and now um, working towards big ambitious goals that we have is man we just got to be consistent I don't care if we hit the home run right away we're gonna hit a bunch of singles we're gonna lay the sack bunts but guess what we're taking action forward every day and these things are helping move some positive things in direction um, which then attest to our community too so um, man it's been a blessing that's for sure
0: that is awesome, man. I don't know if you could see it, but like my shirt's on fire from like my heart pumping. and it, it, that was that was directly to my chest right there, man. And, and yeah, I, I I feel like uh, it's fun to get to be on the other end of it, and, and as much as those words get to pierce everybody, and man, I hope it helps one person out there. But it, I can tell you this: if it doesn't help you out there, it just helped me right here. So I mean, one person got affected very strongly by, at the minimum, you know, by by what you just had to pour out of your heart. You know, one thing that I wrote down while you are talking about, man, I appreciate the vulnerability uh, it, uh, to share, you know, especially at the beginning of that journey. And and it's hard. And, and a lot of times, man, it's only easier to share our bon- our vulnerable vulnerability <laughs> <laughs> and once we've uh, actually gotten a little bit past it. You know, it, it's hard to speak of it while you're living in it. But when you know you've kind of crossed that threshold and you know that that little bit of knowledge can help somebody else that much more and then it makes you stronger just even knowing for what you've been been through and you get a chance to be able to hopefully impact somebody and letting them know if we're the same wind blows us blows on us all we're all going to go through challenges we're all going to go through trials and tribulations like I said you know it's not if it's when no less brown. but realistically it's it's awesome to just get to hear your heart and your vision and you know I, I I wish for yourself that it wasn't as uh, mentally challenging and taxing on getting things going for yourself. But if it wasn't like that, you probably wouldn't have stepped on the gas the way that you did and and, and create the vision in your heart. But man, uh, so so tell me a, a little bit. If you could kind of go off track. How how was that experience of having to to get into the hearts and minds of uh, you know these principals, these athletic directors, these people that allow you to start? trying to share that heart and vision. I mean, hopefully it makes a little bit more of a difference that you were a premier athlete and somebody that was drafted, but you still got to be able to speak coherently and well of yourself and your mission. So t- tell me a little bit about that process of how, you know, things started moving forward with you guys in being able to get that message out into these kids.
1: Mm-hmm. Awesome question, man. The, the athletic background has been a big blessing too, right? That's been a huge help, I think, just to validate some of the places we've been. Um, but it also doesn't share the whole picture, right? Because you can have these awesome accolades, but still be a, a bad person, right? So I think you got to kind of go through some of the fact checking. And, and for us, it's really for people to get to know us. Yeah, you can see what you get on social media. We all judge by, by perception, right? We see something and we like it, or we don't like it, we get mad, we compare ourselves, whatever it is, I'm, I'm vulnerable to that too. But when you meet us, I really feel like that's the, key separator. So our big goal is getting in person. And obviously, for a while, that was tough to do It was challenging. Um, there's masks on, right? So you can't see the facial expressions, the smile, like the, the, the pumped upness, but we make it work, right? You got to keep finding a way to get the job done. And so getting in person was a big deal. Um, it's still a challenge, Kurt, to be honest, like, like we've been in it for about three years now. And it's still a big challenge. And um, I, I have my own opinions, right? But it's it's to me, it's, This is an opportunity to save somebody's life, whether it's you, whether it's me, whether it's whoever else in the world doing these things, there's plenty of people and there's so much room for this and we need more, right? We need more ambassadors for this in all different ways, but um, you're not always going to change somebody's opinion. And get somebody on board right away. And that was the toughest thing and still is the toughest thing for me. And so one of the biggest barriers is obviously financial barriers with a school or a program. And, and to me, when you see universities that are charging 40, 50, 60 grand a, a year for kids to go to school, but you can't afford for somebody to come in for a couple of days and upgrade the mental health of your athletes. That's a big sign right there of where your heart's at. I'm not calling anybody out, but that happened last week. Right. So um, it's frustrating, right? It really frustrates you because you know what you can do. And you know that for me, I had three people come in in college who did this and and, and the one guy really stuck out to me who's been a big mentor in this path too. And um, he really changed my life and, and inspired me to do this. Say, like, Hey man, you should try this. They like, go out and try some of these things. And so I'm um, having those mentors is key, uh, but really breaking through the noise, right? there's going to be plenty of people who say yes, plenty who say no, but finding the right people in your corner. I think it's all about your community and all about the people you get to meet in your support groups. And, um, and then using your personal network, right? That's another thing that I learned was tapping into the personal network. We know so many people that can really help. And, and it's not about the quantity of them, right? It's about the quality of the people that are in your life. And so there might only be a couple, but um, those couple can go a long way. And so for us, we've had uh, some big time blessings as far as past coaches and people who have given us those opportunities to come in and then making the most of the opportunity when you get that chance to come in. Um, chance and Benedictine has been one of them, right? One of the first programs collegiately to give us a chance. And, and I know for them, it was probably like, we don't know, but we're going to give it a try. Right. And then thankfully it's been a two-year thing and it's been awesome ever since. So I think just getting in with the right people um, and and keep doing your thing, man, don't lose that belief in yourself just because somebody doesn't agree with your vision or your beliefs or your path, right? All of our paths are different. And yes, do I want to be in a stage with millions of people where I'm firing them up? Absolutely. That's my Tony Robbins vision, baby. Right. That's my goal. But am I there right now? Probably not. Is it hard for me? Yes, it is. But guess what is going to come one day. And that's where you got to keep preparing yourself, keep learning, keep growing, seeking more wise counsel and uh, leaning on people who have been in this industry for a while and asking them questions. What are some of your holdups? What are some of the things that you've done well, or that you might change in the past, or how did you get into these programs and then using their blueprints, right? We don't need to re recreate the wheel here. It's just really um, leaning on that network and being a good person, man, at the end of the day, being genuine and everything you do. So, um, I'm still working on that right still working on that but I think with COVID and seeing the the increase in mental health the increase in suicides the increase in depression and then for me going through it personally I think my story relates to a lot of what these kids are dealing with whether it's high school college even professionally and um, finding your identity in something more than your sport your self-worth and the things that you see on social media has been huge Um, and not buying into everybody else's highlight reel man buy into your life and the people around you
0: Let's go, Austin, man. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm in here ready to run for a wall real fast to get to the next, the next thing. You. But man, like, you're just so right, and everything that you continue to touch on, and just even to echo what you said, man. I, I just can't believe this community that we got within the baseball world, and how awesome these different coaches and different men have have been, you know, through this process of of just helping. a a little guy out with, you know, a hand up and and I I don't feel at all that anything's been a handout, you know, at all, but man, there are just so many good people that got good knowledge that recognize that this is so much more about the game, uh, you know, than the game. It's so much more about helping these kids become better people. And and I, I, I just did not have that experience for myself while I was growing up in athletics, you know, and maybe it was told to me, but it wasn't consistent for what it's worth. And I think that's something that goes a long way with, with getting there is having a consistent message behind it. And, you know, it's an easy adage of saying people don't care how much you know, until they know, you know until they know how much you care, you know, but realistically as well, at that same time, you know, that consistent nature of what you're talking about and how it continues to show up every day, and pour into people, you know, it's going to be infectious at a certain point to the right people that give you those chances to keep on going. And, uh, I, I'm, I'm too grateful for anybody that's given me uh, an ounce of time. And, you know, that's from, from chance to, uh, coach, you you know, mm. to, you know, Brian Eisenberg to Walter B, you know, there, there's just been too many awesome people that have just continued to lift up and, I get to see them doing their stuff. And man, I just love being a student of their stuff that they're doing. You know, it's it's made me a more consistent person through this process of where I'm not, it's already, it's only seven weeks in, but I feel at this point that it has nothing to do with me. It's about the other people who are all doing things and they might not even know it, but they're helping make me a better person. And I feel a change in myself mentally, mentally physically, spiritually, just in the short amount of time. And, you know, I, I hope that, anybody that continues to be along for this ride can get a chance to just see the change within themselves that other people in this community and in this world get a chance to, you know, make that impact on it. (laughs) And and now I'm very grateful that you get to be one of those people as well that has uh, poured into me and they, and man, it feels awesome to get a chance to hear your story and get to grow through knowing what you've been through and knowing for myself that, Hey, just like you said, there's more of us needed and I want to be the next one and go out and find the next person after me that's supposed to do exactly, you know, what we're trying to do and grow one by one in this just awesome community of mental growth. And in that same process of mental growth, we know that there's no choice but the sport to grow as well too with it. So man, I I just thank you for for sharing all that stuff, but to, to bring it to, uh, To bring it to some some more humbleness, you know, man, can you share a time with us, you know, in your life that sticks out to you where only you knew your current level of consistency wasn't to your standards and was
2: holding you back?
1: Oof, such a great question. Um, I, I want to highlight something just kind of circling back real quick, heard about what you mentioned about people kind of get into this too. I think the biggest fear for a lot of people is that they have to go back and get some crazy degree. And you don't need a degree to go impact people, right? I think even just the regular everyday coach, whether you're high school, college, even club ball, right? Club ball is a massive opportunity to speak life into kids. And uh, and I've talked to a lot of people about this. And they said, well, what degree should I go get? What should I do here? I said, screw the degree dude. go get, get experience, Like you're going to have all the tools in the world, but you don't know how to use those tools until you go do it. So finding the experience you hit on it in the very beginning in your opener, taking action, all of this stuff's great. The sweet layout that the mental curriculum shows every single buddy for all the good stuff, right? It's all good. But if you don't take action on it, it never does anything. So that's just something I want to speak on, Kurt. Is like a lot of people get held back in that fear of, well, I don't, I'm not qualified, screw being qualified dude you're gonna learn how to do things you're gonna learn what not to do right but that's a big piece right there but i think for me a a time where i wasn't very consistent there's probably been more than the knots right i think for all of us we've had those times there's been a couple for me one of them was uh in my playing days i remember it was uh Oh, man, it was after my first year of professional baseball. My first year of professional baseball, I killed it, man. I was an all-star. I led the league in homers. I was setting these records, right? I'm a top 20 prospect. I'm like on cloud nine. Life is freaking good, right? Nothing can stop me. I'm on the fast track to the big leagues and nothing's getting in my way. And so in that offseason, I went back to the instructs and um, was thankfully having a great couple weeks, right? And we we're about two and a half weeks into the four week deal. And I'm sitting there, man, in my mind, right? We have our plans. I'm like, hey, next year, high A, then double A halfway through, then big leagues in two years, and I'm in the in the show. And uh, it doesn't work that way in God's eyes, right? And so God's plan was a little different for me. And, and through that addiction that I was going through for those four, five, six years was uh, I filled a drug test, right? I filled a drug test in professional baseball that kept me out for 50 games going back to that second year. And my life was just thrown on a big old derail, right? One, I've been known as this really nice, kind, genuine person my whole life. And now this comes out. There's these nasty articles, these nasty comments from people who don't know you. And then you've got to own up to it, right? And answer questions. You got to call your old college coach, your parents, your girlfriends, all these other people. And it was a challenging time for me. And so um, during this experience, man, and going through that, my off season was very sporadic. Anytime my phone would vibrate, I'd get instant anxiety, panic attack. I would freak out. I didn't want the MLB calling again because I'll never forget the lady's voice. It was so scary. And so for me, I got all this anxiety and nervousness and, Um, I lost my consistent actions going into that 2016, 2017 season. I stopped doing the things that got me there. I stopped my visualization and breathing activities. I stopped my pregame preparations. I stopped the intent that I put in, in the cage work with my approach. And I started to change everything that I did. And there was one defining moment that really changed this for me. Our coach, he said, byler. You think you're doing good? And I said, yeah, I I thought I was. I had a really good year, dude. I'm like, the best numbers in the organization, dude. Of course, I feel good. He's like, you'll never get to the big leagues if you can't hit an inside fastball. And I said, what? Dude, I'm killing hitting the middle way fastball. What do you mean? Like, I don't need to hit the inside if I'm hitting everything else. Like, What are you talking about? And so for that whole next two years, what did I try to do? I tried to hit the inside fastball. And what was I worst at? hitting the inside fastball. And so I changed my whole approach for this one coach and for what he tried to tell me now, is that his fault? No, it's my fault for taking that advice and, and running with it. I should have stuck with my plan and my approach. that got me there and helped me be successful. And I stopped taking the consistent actions in my routines and my BPs and my prep work. Um, and like I said, man, my, my pregame routine was not the same that year and it showed in my performance. So that was a, a time physically as an athlete that it really started to suffer. And then um, last year during spring, I got really burnt out, really, really, really burnt out with what we're doing. Um, with what we do, it's a little different, but, um, I'm up early. I'm trying to get in the gym, do all these other things. Right. And then you've got all these people that you're looking out for and you want to go impact. Well, sometimes you forget about yourself. And so I got in this rut of trying to do so many things and stack all this stuff onto one. And I had no outlet. I was working seven days a week and and I was just stopping some of the values that I, I, originally founded everything on and I just lost it right. I was in this mental rut. I didn't want to do anything. I stopped working out for a couple of weeks. I was just kind of just very inconsistent with my actions. I wasn't in the word as much. And it all showed mentally with my self-talk, with the shame that would come and some of the self-doubt that started to creep in. And so that was a time just last year that I got in this little rut. But then like we talked about earlier, man, is snapping yourself out of that and pulling yourself up by the bootstraps and saying, let's go. Like it's time to go to work. Like we can make the change. It's okay to fall back every once in a while and fall off course but it's getting back on track that's important and then finding those um, people that can help you get back on track with you so um, that was pretty easy after going through it but it was tough to go through it right because you are talking about this all the time you're tweeting about it you're posting videos about it and then you're not doing it and it's like man like my actions are not aligning with my words like I need to follow the same recipe but I'm burnt out I'm tired I need a break right and so I think just finding time for yourself when whatever you're doing and I think coaches really saw that during COVID is they weren't able to go recruit as much or be at the field as much. And they finally had to be forced to step away from what they love doing. And I think a lot of coaches found things that they love doing outside of baseball or outside of volleyball, whatever sport they coach. And so um, that was a couple of times in my life, Kirk, that I really fell off track for a little bit and uh, just tried to get back on track as soon as possible.
0: Man, uh, again, I felt like you're you're sharing so much of my story, which makes me just feel like We've all been there, and, and it's just that's the whole point right here, right now. Is we're not trying to tell anybody that you're not going to fall. It's just, hey, can I can I help shorten your your falling curve by three days, four days, a week? You know, I mean, it, it's it's so important and powerful to to be able to share our own our own experiences, especially when we do have perceptions that we're trying to create, that we're trying to do things the right way. But at the same time, look, we have to be honest with everybody that we are people. We, we have the same emotions and feelings and challenges that you are gonna face. But at a certain point, we got tired of feeling down in the dumps. And, and I think you've touched on something that is is important and a magnitude that kind of can't be measured, but self-talk, the way that we talk to ourselves is so powerful in the changes that can be made because it starts inside. You can, you can be able to get some motivation from the exterior, from the external world, from some Tony Robbins, from some Zig Ziglar's, from some Jim Rohn's, you know, we can, we can get great words from other people, but the words that are going to mean the most to us are going to be the words that come from ourselves. And man, good. Uh, okay. and, and I think that hits on the topic of consistency that much more because it's something that you need to do and, Hey, you know, I'm not going to recommend a certain one, but there are a number of different things. And I would suggest looking into uh, some positive self talk cards, some different things of where you can, you know, there's different things written out and eggs hey, in the morning and in the evening. And you're going to recognize within yourself things that are said on those cards that, Hey, that doesn't match up with how I actually act for myself and you're going to feel embarrassed. You're going to feel a little bit challenged that, dude, you know, I, I feel different saying this because I don't mean it, but when those actions start backing it up, there's another boat of confidence behind that word that you might start saying that challenged you before, whether or not that's, you know, your sobriety, whether or not that's you showing up on time, whether or not that's you being respectful and generous and just any number of things, But, man, self-talk is something that that goes a long way. Uh, Can you tell me a little bit briefly about, uh, you know, some stuff that you guys do with MLU to uh, encourage self-talk, positive self-talk?
1: Dude, it's such a beast, right? And I think for all of us, we face it in different avenues. Um, some exercises that we recommend is, is meditation, visualization, journaling, um, and specifically gratitude journaling is, is sh- shape, shaping your perspective is the first thing that I started to use other than getting in the word, right? And getting in the Bible was um, number one. But right after that, I started write out what I was thankful for every day, three to five things every day. And, and a lot of the times it was the same things that I was grateful for the day before. I'm grateful for another opportunity to speak. I'm grateful for a great conversation with Kurt. I'm grateful for um, 10 coaches sitting in a zoom on a Sunday night when they could be having dinner somewhere else, right? Like just these little things. And what it starts to do is it starts to rewire and hardwire our brains. And so I think of our brain as like a Mac computer, right? And, and we can almost think of the iPhone. Well, there's the version one iPhone, right? There's the flip phone first and foremost. Then there's the, the regular iPhone. Now there's like iPhone. I don't even know what it is, but the camera looks sweet. If <laughs> I need to get it right. <laughs> My quality suffering, right? I'm taking bad selfies. Come on, coach. So um, there's all these different versions, right? And you keep upgrading your skills, you upgrade your toolkit, you upgrade your life. And um, self-talk wise, I I like to challenge athletes, let's be our own best coach, not our own worst critic. The critic on Rotten Tomatoes is always constantly trying to bring down my 10 out of 10 movie that I think is amazing. Your coach, right? Think about for a lot of us in here, we're all coaches. What is your best coach or motivational speaker or Les Brown on the YouTube video? What are they going to tell you when you're going through a challenge? What are they going to tell you when you feel helpless? What are they going to tell you when you feel like you're running out of gas? And when I think about those types of people, I think about people who are going to inspire you, that are going to encourage you and that are going to support you. Now, way easier said than done, right? Because we can think it, but we don't always act upon it. And so um, something that was, was shared with me, actually, it was that Benedictine, ironically, coach chance, and, and um, one of the guys we were talking about self talk, and I'm telling them, hey, here's how to replace it. Um, negative is obviously really bad, right? Works 100% of the time against us positive is great, but we're not always positive when we're going through a slump, or we're struggling as a team, or um, my family's passed away, and people are, are sick, you know, it's hard to be positive, but how can we stay more neutral and play in the middle? And, and stay in that middle ground of not too high, not too low, but we're still confident in ourselves. And um, something that really works is hey, when you feel that negative thought or that, that negative word or voice creeping in, which we all do. And, and for me, it's usually at night, right? Through the day when I'm busy, I'm crushing. But then at night when I lay down and I'm kind of by myself, it's like, why is this creeping in? And, and, and it starts to hit you, right? Hit you. And so the quickest way is replace it immediately with something more serving. Hey, I, I don't know if I can show up. I don't know if these guys are going to listen to me at this high school tomorrow. Uh, man, I got five hours with with seven different programs at this high school. Uh, what's going to happen in these 35 minutes? They're they're squirrely. They're young kids. They're 14 to 18. They don't listen anyways. Like all right, All these things that could be true, but to me, they're false. 99% of the things we worry about in this world are false. So it's replacing it with, hey, I'm going to go out there and dominate tomorrow. I'm there for on a mission trip. right? I'm here to speak life to that one kid in there who's struggling, who needs some help. Um, I might not want to go to practice this week, but guess what? I've got five opportunities this week to get better and to get in the starting lineup even though I've been benched all year long. If I'm an athlete who's on the bench, right? Easy way to complain and play the blame game. So um, self-talk, man, I think just replacing it immediately with something more serving. There's a couple of different formulas. You can go the triple R's, you can go the air, um, acknowledge, interrupt, replace. So there's formulas to go through. But I think that the biggest thing for us is one, we must acknowledge when we're spinning off tracks. We got to be self-aware. We've got to be aware of when my voices start to kind of turn against me or uh, my mental stability starts to suffer. Um, And then I've got to replace it and reset it, right? I've got to find a way to replace it with something more serving, whether it's a word, a physical action, right? My body language is one thing that can just change the way I feel. Um, There's a great dude, his name's Dr. Christian Conti, um, amazing work. And he works at the University of Pittsburgh Athletics, does all their mental health. And then he also works in these state penitentiaries and these prisons. And so there was a, a story that, my buddy was telling me they're connected. And he's like, dude, listen to this story. And one of the stories he told him was um, there was a guy in prison who was convicted for some really bad things, right? It was just, I mean, in, and when you get there, you're suffering shame and guilt, right? You're in a caved wall, there's nowhere to go. And this dude wanted to kill himself, right? Grown man, he's probably freaking jacked, wanted to kill himself. And all Dr. Christian Conti told him to do was for one week, change your body language. Don't change anything else. Just change how you walk, right? Instead of walking slumped over and and dragging your blanket, big chest, shoulders back, head up, whites of the eyes. Let me see your eyes and for that next week his depressive symptoms significantly decreased his anxiousness significantly decreased and his mental attitude was way better and his self-talk was way better just by the way he changed his posture so big fan of tony robbins obviously but the, the changing your state changing your body can just change the way we think sometimes and to me when I'm, I'm shoulders back chest up big body language i give myself a little chest bump right it fires me up it makes me actually feel more confident when I'm down and I'm tense and I'm really tight and I catch myself, I look down and my fingers or my 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 fists are clenched and I'm wondering why I'm even clenched. I'm just like in a nervous state. I don't feel confident. I don't feel free. I don't feel like I'm in my flow state. So even just shifting our body language for a, a subtle little exercise, whether it's on the field, as a coach, in the classroom, in a relationship with my wife or husband, like those little things can make a big difference in all of us.
0: Displacement, man, that's that's huge and awesome. Awesome. Uh, and that air acronym of acknowledgement, interrupt, replacement. Uh, I'm gonna be using that right away. So I really appreciate that, that uh, bit of knowledge right there for sure. but too keep keep going, man. I'm, I'm excited to continue watching everything that you guys are doing. What is the most consistent you, Austin bring to the world and those around you?
1: Oof, a loving, kind human being. <laughs> when I'm consistent with my mornings, Kurt, I'll tell you what, this is why I'm a, I'm a big believer and I should probably get better at my nighttime routines. But when I'm a, when on my morning routine, cold shower, meditation, get in the Bible, right? Those three things just set my day off on, on fuego, dude. And when I do those things in a timely manner without snoozing all the time, I'm I'm on fire, right? And, and nothing could touch me. Obviously, the weight room in the morning is huge, so getting in there has, has been a big benefit uh, to my mental state too. But um, it, it's it's really just a you can become so much more powerful when you commit to yourself. And there's just little commitments, right? So that that cold shower piece. Some people are like, "Dude, you're insane! I can't get in a cold shower." I live in Alaska, if Coach Watson here, and for some of us, it's like, "Yeah, that sucks, right? It sucks." But guess what? When that cold water hits your face, what are you battling? Your breath your self-talk and wanting to get out. So you're putting yourself through a strenuous situation first thing in the morning, but you committed to yourself. You pushed through that one thing and the rest of the day, nothing's going to be as challenging as that cold shower was to get yourself out of your comfort zone a little bit. The meditation, how do you sit there for 10 minutes and breathe? Most people are like, dude, I can't even sit here for two minutes off my phone and finding a way to just calm yourself down no matter what you're thinking about, but just focusing on your breath, slowing down your rhythm, slowing down your heart rate clearing your mind a little bit. For me, it just sets my mind with a good intention for the day. So um, the most consistent me, Kerr, is very loving, very kind, very positive, very uplifting, very energetic. Um, I hope that it's speaking some sort of life to others too, right? That's the the goal here is impacting somebody else. Um, But more importantly, just being able to show up as the person that I know that I can be and that God made me to be in this world for other people. And that's what I truly believe, man. So, um, But it comes from doing some of these little things consistently over time that help shape the mindset a little bit. And uh, I can't tell you five years ago that I would ever be in this position, but there was one guy, there's one guy, FCA chaplain, Reno, Nevada. I said, I'm gonna keep putting you in different situations. I'm gonna keep giving you opportunities to speak. You're gonna be amazed at where you're at in five years. I'm like, James, no way I'm ever doing this, dude. I get beat red when I speak like this MLB sign behind me, right? And um, next thing you know, we're at these these universities and places that I never thought I'd even get in, right? It's like, what the heck's happening? So I'm telling you, man, you keep showing up. That mentality has been a big mantra for my life. and uh, But it's a testament to the people that are in our life and, and that have uh, kind of surrounded us
0: keep showing up, man. keep showing up. And, and at this stage in the exponential growth that's happened from that first day to where you're at now, you know, it's going to be awesome to see where keep showing up continues to, to guide and take major league university and everything you guys bring
3: to the table. Uh, hey, and, and cold showers man that's no joke
1: <laughs> come on chance let it in baby you got some dudes in there that have texted you they're like hey man i'm about the cold shower we got some dude, <laughs> that is the
3: that is the most difficult thing
4: <laughs> i haven't
0: gone down that road yet myself cold shit you know it, it, it works after a good workout you know or or you know a colder shower but i mean man like it, it, there ain't nothing that probably can force you like you said to to really have to self-talk focus on your breathing and you know fight the you know fight the cold itself and just knowing that hey if i could last through this you know i can i can last through that and that's just what working out does to me at this point mm-hmm. you know obviously i have no reason to be working out you know uh, as far as uh, i'm not trying to make a team there's nothing that can happen but what it does for me is it just provides the mental sweat that i that i love and crave where i know that if I can accomplish this or get through this task, boom, what else can I do? You know, what else can I try to push myself through and grow through? And and it's just an opportunity for myself to almost get back on the playing field of just challenging your your own momentum of what you can become. Because at this point now I'm just craving that, that energy that gets created within myself that, Hey, I'm looking to bust down this next door theoretically, of what I can do in the weight room. And then now I get to take that out into the day of what can I, what door can I bust down theoretically to, you know, build the next muscle of my brain. And that's just been been an awesome thing that I, I really do enjoy. And uh, man, I, I can't thank you enough for sharing all the information that you have and answering the questions that you have. Uh, we're going to get into here in just a couple of minutes of letting some guys a- ask some questions, share some testimonies of anything that they might want to share. But I do first want to, uh, you know, make an actionable request, you know, this week for consistency towards everybody. I want to encourage you to truly begin writing it all down, journaling, daily planning, goal setting, just plain and simple, making it real, not just in your brain. You know, what do I want to do is help in the smallest way possible in the spirit of Christmas and, and the holidays. And guys, I want to give away some major league university blueprints for success. Coach Sharp, you don't get one. You already had one. So I'm just playing. But uh, in order to win this, uh, you know, I want you to stay till the end. And the first 10 people that message me the phrase, I demand more from myself than anyone else could ever expect, Tony Robbins. Uh, when I asked for it, will receive a free copy of an MLU blueprint for success. So let me repeat that one more time i need you to message me at the end of this meeting when i ask for you for people to send me a message it'll be the first 10 uh, no bias whoever gets into the dms i'll go back and track it through but i demand more from myself than anyone else could ever expect so uh just write that phrase down be ready to send it when the time comes but and, uh, and I really encourage you guys to elaborate further and share your heart with me in the DMs. Let me know just what you demand of yourself. Put it into the world. Hey, you got a positive encourager on the side that really wants to hear about what you guys got going. And, and you know, it, this is something that just fires me up the opportunity of, of getting to be grateful for you guys being on the call and if i can help like i said in the smallest of ways i want to help that's my investment that i want to make into you as a person and if that little blueprint for success helps you get one percent better in anything that you're doing then i made a positive contribution to the world and you know i can't thank austin enough for being on and 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 just in inspiring me to want to give that to you guys because that's a that's an awesome thing that i think can help a lot of people for sure but journaling writing stuff down goal setting guys it's no joke no joke at all. So uh, you know with, with that said uh, the guys here in the zoom uh, I want to open it up to you guys who's got something on their heart that they want to share about consistency their own journey a question for Austin what do you guys got it's up to you
3: Now I think for me is go, kind of go back to the beginning in, in a routine. I mean, in my playing days, um, in college, and uh, I mean, I was a pitcher, so I'm not getting swings in like uh, the position guys. But as a pitcher, was I was I owned my routine. It was something um, from stretching to throwing, how I did it all, Um, and that's something that really helped me develop, um, but developed confidence um, in what I was doing. Uh, So, so I, I try and preach that to our guys now um, having a routine just to give yourself kind of an, you know, uh, an easy peace of mind as you get in, get into a game, get into a situation, uh, that makes you a little bit nervous. So if you have a routine, um, you can kind of get lost in that, if you will, and just kind of ease your mind a little bit and focus on, you know, the task at hand. So like for me, a routine, my routine was, was kind of everything for me. And then, you know, as years progressed and have gone on staying or understanding that when I go into something new, building a routine, um, just to help myself acclimate to whatever it is that I'm doing, um, is, is pretty important to me. And I try and stress that to guys as well. Um, just having a routine just to give yourself,
2: uh, a peace of mind.
0: Shark, Appreciate you sharing that big time.
2: Uh, yes, I'd like to say awesome, great job, man, As thank you for opening up and allowing everybody to uh, get a peek inside of, you know, like we say, opening up kimona. Uh mm-hmm. One of the things that I enjoyed is the object lesson that you gave about, you know, you say you woke up every morning with the cold shower, and it's an object lesson of being comfortable being uncomfortable. In life, you don't know what's going to come your way, so if If I understand that the constant change of being uncomfortable is something that I I can embrace, I mean, I can attack whatever it is to be able to keep my my mind in the right right gear to be productive and to be able to be calm in the midst of a storm. So I thought that was a great object piece of saying that every morning that I wake up in the morning to get myself uncomfortable so that throughout my day I can be comfortable being uncomfortable because I've already hit something that was already traumatic for me, which was a cold shower. So I appreciate that.
1: That's really good. I love the way you put it coach too. That is perfect. That's perfect. It's true. It's like you get that one challenge, right? And then you you accomplish a challenge. You're like, man, it's like a badge of honor on the back. You're like, let's go. Like I'm ready, baby. Come on, let's get moving. So (laughs) you're right. Coach That's so good. Thank you.
0: I really like that as well, Coach Fleming, with an object lesson. I mean, that's that's a perfect description of exactly what it was, and, and I really look forward to kind of seeking out some other object lessons that I, I can continue to challenge myself because, just like you said, you know, being comfortable, being comfortably and uncomfortable is something that I know we've heard, but, man, we hear all these good things, but we don't put them into action dang near enough than we're supposed to. And any of the changes that I've started implementing in my life, I was aware of at 18, but I also thought that I was the special case of the rule that, that maybe I that oh that didn't mean me, you know, but realistically, man, how many other people are competing for exactly what you want that aren't even in your thought of, you know, where you're at at that time. I was only competing against the other two kickers on my team. And I wasn't paying attention to the fact that there is thousands upon thousands of every other football team or whatnot, every other position that's competing for exactly what you want at the next stage. I was only playing for what was right in front of my eyes and never playing for what the bigger picture was. Even though my brain and my mind and my heart tried to tell me that's what I was doing, I wasn't doing anything to separate from anybody at that point. And I believe that just as you had said, some object lessons, being comfortable, being uncomfortable can really start setting you in motion for, for competing against those people that you don't even know that you're competing against. And many of those people, the number one person, is even you're competing against your best self that hasn't even came into the world yet. And how can you even try to get there if you're not putting anything in yourself? So, Coach, I think that's that's profound, and I appreciate you sharing that with us. Jason, Coach Mitchell, have you guys got anything that you feel like sharing?
4: Uh, I'm going to bring in a little bit of a, probably a different avenue. Um, I'm going to quote a good friend of mine who is pretty high up in the seals and spent, um, uh, some time in hell week and made it through. Uh, but long story short being in the seals, he, like coach Fleming said, it was all about being uncomfortable. That was their goal and in training in life to make everybody uncomfortable. Their real goal is to get everybody to quit. Uh, With that being said, trying to get everybody to quit, they focused on three time zones, uh, past, present, and the future. And the ones who thought about the future, they always rang the bell, got kicked out, uh, and quit. Uh, The main goal was to think about the present, the do, the did, the don't. And everybody had to focus on the do, and that was one of the main reasons for everybody making it through hell week. Uh, And not ringing the bell early and exiting out. And then when he got out of Hell Week, it was he started training people once he retired from the SEALs and stuff. And he said the two things that, three things that everybody was was missing was a plan, an attack plan, okay, which I think we can all agree to that we talked about. And to reinforce the plan, consistency. The plan was great, but nobody follows through with consistency, and then they wonder why it's not working. Okay. And then if the consistency is there and it's still not working, then the third thing that they look at is intensity. Okay. What type of intensity are you bringing to your plan that goes along with the consistency, right? You can go to the gym every day of the week and work out that's consistent, but how hard are you training yourself? How, how hard are you going at it? How, you know, what's your intensity for you to gain strength, you know, lose weight gain weight whatever your plan is you know so i think kind of a different spin but i think we can take that and direct it towards any sport that we're playing in uh consistency intensity and having a plan and following through with it because a plan's a plan but to get that plan to work how do we go about it uh that's no, I'm right it.
0: I'm right I'm right there with you and, and, and you're exactly right though when you're talking about you can be consistent, you can get into the weight room, you can do these different things, but at certain points you're gonna reach different thresholds of what yeah. you're now expecting out of yourself once you get into there. And that's something that I feel like I've discovered within myself, you know, of, of getting back into the process of trying to just feel better about, you know, not being a waste of space more than anything and trying to move in the right direction. And it started with, hey, I just wanna show up every day. And now something passed when it was like, hey, I want to know how much weight I can move. And now now I want to feel like I'm getting stronger. And so that intensity, like you said, it has to ramp up to meet where you're at. Because I was fine in the beginning, just feeling satisfied with, okay, I'm moving. I'm I'm, I'm doing what it needs. And now it's like, okay, I'm not sweating as much as I was. I got to push myself a little farther. What's the next gear within myself that's going to you know, help that come out. So I'm right there with you in, in what you're talking about, Jason. I think that's good
4: information. I'm, I'm, I'm completely amazed of the people that I run into that have these big dreams, whether they're playing, you know, rec ball, travel ball, high level travel ball, hitting all these showcases up, whatever you want to call. And none of them have a plan of attack. There's no plans involved. Zero. They have no plan whatsoever. And I'm just, I'm in shock that these kids have these dreams and they're traveling on these national teams and all this kind of stuff. And there's no plan in place, there's nothing. And I'm just like that you're missing the main goal here. Hey, you, you, know, you got these big dreams, but how are you getting there? What's your plan? You know, are you reaching your ceiling? What do you mean about are you reaching your ceiling? Well, are you getting to the weight room? What's, what's your nutrition like? You know, what's your What's your infield routine look like during the week? What's your hitting routine look like during the week? They they don't have answers, and I'm just like, you're spending you're spending three five thousand dollars a year playing this these, these travel ball going these travel ball things, and you don't even have a plan. It's, I'm just in shock.
0: <laughs> but it's guys like you that'll that'll help the ones that come into your care to to recognize that that plan is important. You know, it, and it starts with. You being the person that recognizes the different changes that are needed and what you wish that you had for yourself that much more. And uh, I, you know, getting a chance to see you on here, getting a chance to hear your story, getting a chance to know the people that you're being around. Uh, I'm, I'm really happy that you get a chance to be around those kids because they're going to be the ones that get to benefit the most and, and they won't be able to thank you until much later, unfortunately. But keep doing what you're doing and keep helping those guys because that plan in place is going to help them lead to better plans in place that have nothing to do with sports as well. So it's, yeah, I applaud you for the work that you're pouring into
4: the youth. I greatly, I greatly appreciate that. And, you know, I can only, I can only hope that, you know, the way that I go about things and what I do is the right way. And uh, the the future will, the future will speak later on down the road. And hopefully the path that I took is the right path.
3: Right, Coach, Coach, to your point, like, They don't have a plan. And I think this, you know, this age group coming up, they have that instant gratification. I don't think they understand how to even make a plan. Right. You're exactly right. And and that's, and and we see the same things out here and it's, and it's like, man, there's, you know, yeah, it's great. You want to be this, but there's so much to get there. Um, and I just, I just think, and, it, and it's sad to, to see and to witness, but, you know, they, these kids are just missing out on all sorts of experience and exposure and meeting people and, and doing so much because they don't have a plan, like
4: you said. Yep. And I think somebody said it on here earlier. I, I apologize. I was back and forth. Uh, but what's, what's the old saying? Everybody wants to be great until they realize what it takes to be great. Mm. and it, it, things change then. Right, Yeah, right. mm. uh,
2: exactly. It, okay. You know,
4: no matter what we do in life and no matter what avenue that we take in life, sacrifices have to be made. And, uh, you know, good sacrifices. Uh, right.
5: Mm.
0: right, good sacrifices. Coach, coach Mitchell, did you have anything at all that you wanted to add?
5: Yeah, with our um, – I'm a high school coach. With our high school team last year – Uh, the biggest thing I was worried about was the mental health of the kids and I really started talking to them about having a routine and starting your morning like Austin was saying you know own your morning own your day and I just use my own uh, self as an example for those guys you know I wake up every morning and I live in the UP of Michigan so right now it's I wake up every morning and I gotta light the wood stove to get the house warm and I go out for a three to four mile run out in the cold weather and then I get back and uh, make sure the wood stove's still going. I get reading my Bible, doing my devotions, and uh, get the kids going. So uh, I have my little routine that I do, and you know I try to use that to encourage uh, my players to get into routines and um, things like that. And the other thing uh, we started doing, uh, at, we did a classroom session. Then after a classroom session, we did uh, we started using the Allen Jagger uh, mental practice every day, just to try to get them to focus and get to a relaxed state so they know what that feels like you know not only for sports but if they get in a, stre- a stressful situation in life too so um, it's something that the kids enjoyed uh, they actually create I mean they would ask for it I mean during the school day I'd see them they'd say hey we're gonna do the mental training yeah we're doing the mental training so it's something that they bought into so uh, nice to see them buy into what we're doing and uh, you know just trying to keep an eye on their mental state especially after missing, the 2020 season with COVID and, mm. you know, just trying to keep an eye on them. So.
2: Awesome. Awesome.
5: That's huge, I, coach.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I know we're, uh, I want to, I want to go ahead and uh, get towards the end of it. I want to be respectful of Austin's time. Uh, I do want to try to let one speaker on Twitter uh, speak and we'll see if we get a chance to hear him. You guys have to let me know if it comes through, but these uh, Stag if you want to uh, go ahead and speak, I'd, l- I'd love to hear what you, uh, what you have to say see if we can get this working for us. I can hear you. Okay. Um, like to pigtail off the plan was nice
6: lead into what I wanted to say. Most of the kids at the high school level don't know how to make a plan. And we as coaches can teach that by publishing a daily plan of what our practice is most coaches look in your look yourself in the mirror and say it honestly that you sit down
0: the night before you plan out every 15 minutes every seven
6: minute turn from what we're going to be doing who's going to be hitting fungos who's going to be which person's going to be in which group all the rest of the stuff and actually publish that out to your players daily how many of you guys do it um (laughs) <laughs> my son's been through three, two three two years of high school ball I, he hasn't seen a single plan come across his desk as a high school coach in california um i was a, a head of the, the jv and i went to the, the varsity coach and said this is what i'm gonna do and he said okay whatever and within a couple of weeks of our players getting that daily plan okay they ran practice better. There was there was far fewer wasted time. Our kids started journaling, far better. We would ask them, hey, what do you have for homework tonight? And They would bring out their journals and they would have them written down as to what, what classes they had journaled. And I think it takes us as adults who have been there. Um, let me tell you, I, I flew Jets for the Navy. I was an F-18 pilot. We, we didn't take a dump without a plan. Okay. It just didn't happen. It okay? <laughs> was, was like timed out. Okay. Um, and, and the kids nowadays are not learning it anywhere. And it's just not being taught. I guarantee it's not being taught. And I would say to the coach who just spoke, when the player came up to you in school and said, hey, are we going to do meta planning? I'm going to go back and say, you shouldn't have had to ask that question. Because if we want to teach those players, to plan show them how you plan present that plan daily and and they can begin to look at that and say wow man coach's got his crap together he's, like every eight minutes he's got it documented as to which groups are going to what positions and who's in the hitting this and who's, who's throwing bullpens a day and who's blah 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 and and those help i i you're journaling and you're planning Again, because of how I grew up, my father owned his own business. (laughs) We had to schedule appointments throughout the week. We knew exactly what was coming in and what was going on. Um, And then through college, I kept that into the Navy. It was even pounded in us more. Um, And and I found that as I've coached in my later years here in in high school ball, the lack of communication for daily planning. There's, there's a real miss there. And I would love to have all the coaches kind of look at themselves in the mirror and say, am I really doing that? Or are we hitting the field? And I know what I'm doing. That's great. But does the team know what they're doing? Does the, do the kids know what they're doing? So I'll, I'll leave it on the floor there. And you guys can chew that on
0: up, okay? I appreciate that. Quality quality information, big time. And, and, uh, and realistically, you know, I, I think that is something that is, very truthful it it does start with us for us getting to be the role models that we're practicing the things that we're asking these guys to perform because many of them we can't take it for granted that we have the life experiences that they do not yet have and if we're providing that structure it's a better opportunity for them to be able to to be able to move forward with everything that they're doing. So a, a, Again, as I know we're getting towards the end and everything, and I want to be able to let everybody that stayed on the call go ahead and uh, shoot me that message for yourself of, uh, you know, demanding more from yourself than anybody can ever expect. And uh, look forward to being able to arrange getting you guys out, a little blueprint of success for yourself. Feel free, feel free to do that more on a uh, – On on Twitter, Instagram. If you got my number, you feel free to shoot it over. However, however the heck you want to get it over. But I really appreciate everybody taking the time to be on. And, And before I wrap up, Austin, is there anything else that you wanna wanna share?
1: Yeah, no, thank you uh, for, for allowing me to come on your curtain for everyone who showed up to other spaces, I, I'm not able to see it, but I threw my phone across the room and I can kind of hear a little bit of it coming in. So I, I know there were some people on there, but um, thank you guys for the feedback too. And some of the things you, you mentioned and said, it's really powerful and what you're doing, right? Just just being the leaders that we need for our kids is so big. Um, I think the next thing that I want to say is shout out to the Cowboys for that dub. Let's go, a little football action. I don't know if anybody's a Cowboys fan, but we eating this year, baby, my, my fiance is a huge Cardinals fan. We were over there. And they got Molly Watt by the, the lions and it was, it was a good day for your boy over here. So, uh, if you don't like the Cowboys, you might've hit the unfollow button, but it's all good. We're fired up. Um, but I think just learning from the teams that we get to watch, whether it's football, baseball, business and things to see what they do. And I use a lot of football analogies, but seeing how certain teams play together, um, the structure that these coaches put in place. It's so powerful. And then right now with mental health, man, just asking somebody, how are you doing? Whether it's an athlete, a coach, right? Even our assistant coaches, if we have head coaches um, and if we're an assistant coach, asking our head coach, like, how are you holding up? How are you doing? Uh, being able to just ask people um, from an honest standpoint for nothing more than just being there for them is so powerful. And so I um, look forward to it. And then for those of us who are going to the ABCA convention here in a couple of weeks, fired up to meet you. If you are going there, let's get together. Let's go coach. Love it. Um, let's get some food grab a beer, whatever it needs to be. But um, I'm excited to be walking around there and uh, get to meet a lot of these faces in person from the Twitter sphere. So uh, thanks, Kurt. I appreciate you, man. You're doing amazing things, man. Keep changing lives, shaping lives. It's amazing.
0: I appreciate that. Awesome. Too kind of you to be able to say anything like that at all. I mean, especially because it's, it's just, uh, it's just a little surreal that I have any opportunity to chance to talk with somebody that I'm looking up to. So I really appreciate everything that you guys are doing again. and then I, I just do want to thank everybody again for who's participated, listened, and encouraged throughout all of the weeks as far as the journey you to start bringing together a, a little community based around just growing as people. You know, I truly believe that as if you take care of your mind, the best of who you are in every facet of the external world will begin to grow. But remember for any of that to happen, just like we said, we've got to take action from the words that we are filling our minds. We have to take action those words guys only you know what the first move needs to be for you and i encourage you to slow things down take a deep dive inside and start charting that course zig ziglar shares a fantastic little perspective you know you do not change all the people out in the world you start changing you start changing you and that is when things truly begin to change god said to build a better world and i said how it is such a cold and lonely place and I am so small and useless, there's nothing that I can do. But God in all his wisdom said, just build. It starts with you. You may very well be the light that someone else needs to start shining bright themselves. And I doubt what you can bring to this world, guys, by giving all that you have to. I wish you all the very best. Merry Christmas and happy holiday season. We'll be back January 2nd for an amazing 2022. Take care everybody and really appreciate your time
2: Looking forward to everything we have going forward. See you guys. Take care. Hey, thank well, you, God guys. bless you. Take care. Take God care. Bless Absolutely.
1: Us. Have a good Christmas, guys. Take
0: care. Merry everybody.
2: Christmas. Merry Christmas.